Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And this week, we are without the superfan. Uh, you know, I think it's one of, like one of those ex- exits. He had such a, a stellar episode last week, you know. It's hard to top it. It is. It's hard to top that episode. And and so he, he was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave him hanging after Costanza. that. Stanza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was hilarious though. And, uh, but instead filling in his seat is, uh, Danielle Von Fitch. Once again, uh, welcome back. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here again. Of course. Yeah. One, one of our very few returning guests. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I think only Jimmy and Vincent DeSanti have been on twice. Oh, really? Uh, no, Brian. Oh, Brian. That's true. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I guess yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. techni- his little his little role last time, which <laughs> hey, was that, absolutely that hilarious. That trooper suffered enough that that should certainly count as a second visit. Oh, yeah. my God. That that whole bit where Mark had him picking a number. Picking numbers. I, I, oh. I was crying laughing and then listening to it again. I was crying laughing. It's just the that's the hardest <laughs> yeah. I've laughed on this show. Brian, again, I'd like to extend my deepest condolences and apologies mm-hmm. for having you uh, go through that. But yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. We thank uh, you. Then if Zara Mahler actually, want, she wants to come back again. I, I ran into her at at, uh, at Costco, I don't know, last spring, I think. Uh, and I just randomly ran into her there and, and we talked for a minute and well, of course, we'd never met in person, but until then, I was like, "Hey, Zara." She, she looked at me like, "Oh no," you know, and <laughs> crazy <laughs> stalker, yeah, homeless oh, guy. No. I was yeah. like, "Not the perfect from... guy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she was like, you know, we talked a minute, and and she she said, "Oh, please have me back." That was so much fun. So we'll have We'd to have, oh, have cool. a bit. We're a lot more uh, spit and polish now yeah, than we oh, were totally. way that back was then. Like, we were only two months in when we had her before. Yeah, I was going like, to say it was like episode, like it was single digit episode. Wasn't it was. It? Yeah. No, yeah. there was no Mark was, was just a, 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 a dream in, in Joe's head at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think he um, still is some days. Yeah. <laughs> he, a fever dream. Uh, um, well, Joe, Matt, what, what did you watch? Danielle. This, uh, Danielle. What did, what did you, Matt, <laughs> What did you watch this last uh, couple weeks? I I watched some stuff. Right. Um, I watched on Netflix mm-hmm. a God. I, I want to say it's Danish. The Netflix. Uh, I, I believe it was a Danish film or Swedish. I, somewhere over there. Uh, My people. Yeah, yeah those <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, a new movie called The Conference, which. I loved it. Um, the conference is about a group of workers that are trying to, uh, they're like a project team. They were trying to get a mall or shopping center built and they've decided as a team, they're going to take a retreat, uh, you know, team building, that type of thing at this remote, uh, series of cabins out in the woods of mm-hmm. all places. And, uh, there's some killings that go on. This is a fun, regular, good old fashioned slasher. Hmm. 
the part that I like the most about it is all of the characters are, I don't want to say likable, but at least appealing and Mm. are, are at the very least interesting. There's no like random, you know, ancillary characters that you barely get two words out of. And, you know, they get killed first. Actually, I take that back. The first kill is kind of, you don't know the guy, but everybody else in the cast is interesting enough that it keeps you guessing long enough to say, well, maybe that will be their survivor or that's who I should hitch my wagon to. Uh, I don't recommend watching the dubbed version. It's laughable, but uh, it still is. It's, it's fun. I just, I watched it in subtitles, but that was, that was really good. I think it's worth a watch. That's uh, the conference on Netflix. And the next thing I watched was the exorcist believer. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't wait for this movie to end. It was, it was a bunch of nonsense. Like, Hey, remember when we made the exorcist 30, 40, 50, whatever years ago, and this happened and that was really cool. And we're going to try to emulate that again. And, now to make it twice as scary, we're going to have two girls that are possessed. <laughs> yeah. And it's just dumb. Yeah. It's not good <laughs> at all. I don't recommend uh, the second or the, the exorcist at all. I It made exorcist Two: the heretic look like a look goddamn good. masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, the uh, ending was painful. Oh God, that was, that was terrible. All it was of just, it was painful. It I would have rather been possessed myself yeah. than watch the movie again. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. I I went and saw it in the theater. And so I was like trying to justify that I still liked it because I paid that money to go see it in the theater. Oh yeah. yeah. I should have waited I'm, for I'm it glad. on streaming. I, I'm glad that I didn't get it when it because it's been on streaming for quite a while at 1999 yeah and i Mm -hmm. almost broke down a couple times and did that and i thought nope i'm gonna wait until it it's either way cheaper and then it went down to 599 i think but then at that same time i heard it was coming to peacock this last weekend so i was like oh forget about it i'm just gonna wait for that yeah yeah so even even seeing it for you know what i consider to be free on peacock Still not worth it. No, like I still feel like I time. got robbed, and I should have my money back. Yeah, yeah. It's just a uh, rote. It's just a rote exorcism movie. That I, I mean, I saw the the Pope's Exorcist this last summer, and I thought that was pretty hokey, but I thought it was better than this. Yeah. You know? Honestly, this was an obligatory watch. This was just so that I can say I've seen it, and say mm-hmm. that it's not going to make my top 10 for the year. Uh, definitely not. Yeah. I think it might be my lowest rated movie of the year mm. for of it's, new movies. Yeah. It's close for mine, but it's not, uh, it's not the worst. Hmm. Anything else? But I'm, I'm sure we'll get into what my actual worst is, oh. uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I watched one more film. Um, I can't remember what it was on. I think it's Shutter. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's a wonderful knife. Yeah, yeah. It's on Shutter. I watched that. Too. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. It was fun. It's a, mm-hmm. a spinoff of It's a Wonderful Life. This girl uh, stops a killer, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Can I? 
if I say who the killer is, is that spoiler? It's revealed very quickly, so I, I don't okay. think that's a huge spoiler. Um, I'll well, just, I'll skip it. Uh, yeah, anyway, maybe. She stops this killer, or this slasher, I should say, and then sort of regrets how her life went and decided one night, I wonder what my life would have been like had I not done that. And no, she says she never, she wishes she'd never been born. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And, uh, so then she gets to see what her life had been like had she never been born. And that killer actually gets to carry out his evil plan. And, uh, the only person of note that's in this film is Justin Long. Mm -hmm. I don't understand his fascination with, it seems like it's fake teeth or, or some sort of terrible, uh, yeah. Kind of Southern gentleman accent. I, yeah. I couldn't tell what he was trying to pull off, but it's still, oh, I thought it's he was a, hilarious though. I thought he was yeah, hilarious. I, I thought it was a fun movie. It's not a great movie uh, by my standards, but it was still fun. It was a million times better than the exorcist. Um, so I, I, I would say if you got time to kill and you're just looking for something fun to pass on a, a, a Friday night, go ahead and throw on, uh, it's a wonderful knife on shutter. Yeah, I I watched it. We watched we watched it actually last night, I think. And I thought he I thought Justin Long was hilarious. Of course, Joel McHale is in it from Oh, that's right. Yeah. From Community. Uh but yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of him. I thought he was he was good in Community, but he he's more of just he didn't like have much the, of a role. Yeah, in, but I yeah. But I didn't recognize. I don't think anyone else is is a known actor at all in the movie. But it, I thought it was just fun. It's corny. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I like. What do you relation- expect from a movie? That's yeah. you know the horror version of "It's a Wonderful Life." I would have liked to have a bit of a difference between, like, after she kills the killer. And then a year later, we see their life, and she's miserable. But I would have liked to have, I, and I know they probably didn't want to bring down the the tone too much. But I, it would have been nice to have seen more of a reason for her to wish she'd never been born. You know what I mean? She's yeah. almost suicidal, and it didn't seem like what what's the reason? Like everybody's alive, your family's actually thriving. You know, I, is it because you didn't get as good she, a birthday or Christmas gift? Christmas as, gift, yeah, yeah. I mean that, but then it makes her family look like idiots, and I'm like, I don't get that. You know, it would have been nicer if that we'd really seen her I had a better catalyst for her saying, "I wish I'd never been born." But that's whatever. It's 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 not that deep yeah. of a movie. It's it's just fun. I thought it was pretty funny. I like the relationship between the main girl. And the the weirdo, the girl they call weirdo. Um, but I, I liked that. Do, I thought it was cute. I like it, but I don't. I hate the ending where things that happen in her, you know, make believe oh, right. time yeah, are yeah, affecting yeah. her. Real time. I, yeah, that was a little bit much. I, it would have been better. It would have been better if they would just, if that hadn't been the case. Yeah. Right. Somebody remembers something from when she's in an alternate universe and that doesn't make sense. And it, and it didn't necessarily help things, you know? No. Um, and there was no re I mean, there, it was never explained why she would have, that person would have remembered that, you know, um, yeah. there was no catalyst for her remembering that, but yeah, but it's ultimately I gave it three cuts. It's, it's fun. Entertain. you know, for me, that's an entertaining movie. I'd watch it again, maybe next Christmas or in a couple Christmases, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I, and, I had and fun I, with and it. Like I said, I thought Justin Long, Long was hilarious. He looked really weird, and uh, yeah, because he's got these like blue contacts that don't look quite right, and you're not sure. It's probably a character choice. It's probably not the guy's real, even the character's real eyes. He's that's just because yeah. he's also he fake tans, and he's got these terrible like dentures that are made to look like his teeth are way too perfect. Um, it, but he, I, I thought his voice was hilarious too. So he did crack me up, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you're in for something fun with some, you know, I, I, I kind of got, a, got caught up in their little storyline. I thought it was kind of fun. So, uh, anything else, Joe? That was it. All right. Uh, the rest of it know. was just moonlighting and, uh, Bob's Burgers. That's yeah, all I want. I, yeah. I need to get on the moonlighting. I there's yeah. just so much on right now. It's hard to it's hard to to watch an old show because there's Fargo is fantastic. If in fact, oh yeah, it's not yeah. horror, but I do have to mention that Fargo this season is terrific and it borders, it borders into horror territory because that uh, that last episode was set during on Halloween. And and it definitely had so a lot of tension. It's I can't I, I can't wait. When, when does the new episode come out tonight? Te- well, technically tonight, tomorrow on Hulu. Yeah. So of we'll course, watch for all of our listeners, we would have already seen it. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. So by the yeah. time this episode comes out, it's definitely it's it's this new episode. This new season, I think, is a strong, strong season. And it's interesting yeah. because there's a lot of tie ins to the movie. Like there's. There's things that happen yeah. that are just like in the movie, but with a twist to them. Like, like a woman gets kidnapped at the very beginning of the, of the show. And the guy who walks it, one of the guys who comes in to kidnap her has an accent, kind of like one of the kidnappers in the movie Fargo. And he walks up onto, up, up onto their deck and looks in their sliding glass door, just like, the ki- the kidnapper does in the movie so so there's little things like that that are callbacks to the movie that but they're not quite the same it's interesting and they're they're gender swap stuff like instead of a son named scotty they've got a daughter named scotty right. yeah um the the husband still works at a car dealership yep. Yep. there's even a scene where he's like on the phone with somebody about ready to give him a bunch of serial numbers or vin numbers about cars yeah. Yeah, but and instead of, not, instead of it being fake VIN numbers, it seems like it's a legit it's like legit. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. it's just an alternate universe right. of the original movie. So yeah. I I'm yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of things converging in the last episode that are I hope gonna come out of this one. And then it's got some weird medieval tie-in. It's interesting. It's a it's crazy. I and I think this I can't remember his name. Noah Hawley, I think, is the guy who was the showrunner of of Fargo. He's letting it all hang out. This is this is pretty amazing stuff. So yeah, uh, Danielle, did you watch anything uh, like any new movies or anything this last couple of weeks? Or uh, I mean, since we last spoke to you, I guess. But <laughs> I watch movies every week, so yeah, like yeah. I've realized that I watch way too much stuff because <laughs> I was able to watch. I watched other movies in addition to all the movies for this podcast episode. So I'm like, how, I don't know. I don't know how I do it, but anyways, <laughs> I think I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways. So yeah, no, I watched this movie called deliver us Oh. on prime. I believe it was on prime 
And <laughs> let me just tell you that um, I'm glad I took an edible before I watched it because <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. And honestly, I need to go back and rewatch it again because it seemed like it was two different movies in one. Like it was again? about Deliver, Deliver Us. us. Mm. And it's about this um, nun that supposedly has immaculate conception and she's pregnant oh, with twins, yeah. a boy and a girl. And supposedly one is evil and one is good. And they send this priest guy, and I say guy because <laughs> he turned into just being a guy, um, over to the convent or wherever to deal with the situation. And it was just literally so confusing and weird. And it was like halfway through, they leave the convent and become almost like normal people. And it's like a totally different movie. Like I was, I'm thinking, did I miss something here? You know, but it, I don't know. It was so weird. Not good. <laughs> Definitely huh. not Interesting. good. It's 20- it's 2023, Matt. You might have to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I, I had high hopes. The trailer looks amazing. Hmm. But I don't know. It just, I don't know what happened in the middle there. I yeah. don't know. I guess they decided to make a different movie halfway through. But yeah, interesting. Um, it happens. <laughs> and then this one, I really liked this one. It's called Corner Office hmm. on prime i think it is um with john ham and he plays a guy that works in an office and he discovers this secret office um in his office building that literally looks like it's out of mad men and i was wondering if he was actually just going back to the show mad men every time he walked in that door um but man it was really good it was slow it was like um, very tense and the new, all the little nuances, like really, you just had to pay attention to this movie, you know? And it was, it was good. I liked it. What did you see it on? I think it was on prime. I don't know. Like I have to look it up. Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing the trailer for this a while ago it was something I was trying to keep an eye out for. It did yeah. look good. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. good. I mean, I would call it like definitely like a suspense thriller mystery. I don't know. It was psychological hmm. thriller, I guess, you know? Yeah. So hmm. it was good. Um, and then I watched, of course, I have to watch a documentary um, every other week when it comes out called, this one's called Mother God on HBO Max. <laughs> um, and it's about that. Um, this lady that started a cult and then she eventually passes away and turns blue because she's drinking like silver, um, some sort of silver tincture thing that oh, they were yeah. giving her thinking it was going to heal her. Mm-hmm. And then they, they drive her to a, a motel. That's where she died. And then they drive her to a different place in the forest. Cause they don't want to get caught. And then they, put her in the backseat like a weekend at Bernie's and then put a hat on her and sunglasses. So in case they got pulled over, they wouldn't get in trouble. And then they took her back to their house, the con the, the commune house and then put her in her bed and put Christmas lights all around her. And she was there for like a month or so. 
Yeah. Wow. It's so weird, dude. I don't understand these people that get all wrapped up in these cults. Yeah. Like, are you that stupid? Like, literally yeah. all they did was sit around and, and take drugs and drink and, like, just hang out. Wow. Like, and they thought they were that changing the terrible. world. Yeah. Wow. No, That's but crazy. It's I'm obsessed with these these people that really, I don't know. They're yeah. just so bizarre. Huh, and a lot of them still believe it, even though she's dead. Like they're yeah. still talking like she was the be all end all mother God, you know? Wow. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. It's good. It's only three episodes. So it's short, you know, yeah. on max. All right. Uh, anything else? Um, I did watch um, Christmas, Bloody Christmas. But oh, we've talked yes. about that a million times. I watched it with my mom. She's 81. She loved it. <laughs> yeah. And then I watched it with my boyfriend. He loved it. So yeah, it's going to be a Christmas classic every yep. year now. I yep. watched that like multiple times last Christmas. And I I, I haven't watched it yet. But I I definitely, during my break, will be cracking it out a few times probably. So Oh, good. Yeah. Um, the I watched just a couple things that I haven't talked about yet. Um, Chad gets the ax, which is on, I believe this is on, I guess I rented this. Yeah. And it's not great. It's a found footage. Basically. Oh, not good. really. I, what is it called? It's it not necessarily found footage, but uh, Joe's favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more like, social media i don't know that that's really found footage but it's like it's 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 these influencers um who go to a haunted house and and they're all super annoying and like it never ends there and i know they're trying to be annoying because influencers are annoying but it it just it goes overboard and it's it's just not very good there's nothing i it's it is a little bit like that movie we watched last year called dead stream, but I yeah. liked dead stream and I, and that lead guy was kind of annoying too, but, but not to the, to this degree. These, the people on this are, it's really, really hard to watch. Um, so I, I don't recommend that. I gave it two cuts. It's not, not a great movie. Um, again, the exorcist I didn't care for. And, uh, I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Again, we've been watching Fargo. There's also this show we've been watching called Murder at the End of the World that is really, really good. It's more of a mystery, but it, it's really strong. It's uh, made by the same people who made this show that was on Netflix a while back called The OA. And and it's it's good. Definitely worth checking out. And... The Curse, I could mention that there's a show on Showtime called The Curse with Emma Stone, but I don't know if it's really going to be any horror. I thought it was just from the title, but I, I don't see any horror coming in that. So it's it, it's worth checking out, but I don't think it's going to be horror unless something changes at some point soon. So uh, I guess that brings us. Where's the... There we go. I think they changed it here. I used to be able to just click these things and it would go, and now I've got to double click. But uh, Damn, so that brings us to our theme, which was my pick for the week, and that is psychological horror, or I guess psychological thrillers, 
uh, all of these generally, I think were, well, there were a couple in this, I think that were straight up horror pretty much, but um, there were a couple also that I think are a little more psychological thriller than horror, but I hadn't seen any of these except for, there was only one that I had seen before. So it was definitely, it was, it was really, it was one of those where I, I picked this pick to see well, old boy, really. <laughs> I hadn't, I'd never seen old boy before and I had always meant to. So I, I came up with a theme where it would fit and it, and it's, and it basically fits with this. So let's start off with old boy. Uh, just start it. Let's start off, hit the ground running with old boy. Can this, we, yeah. Can we lay down the ground rules about spoiling? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's up to you guys, I guess, but I, I kind of feel like there's a reveal in this movie. I, I don't know. I'd never seen it and Mark had never seen it. Danielle had never seen it. So I think there's probably a lot of people who haven't seen it. And I, I, I don't know. Did, when, when Aaron and Abe talked about it, did they spoil it? I don't I, recall. Now. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember either. I know they're pretty careful about not spoiling. I, but... We can, we can try to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, we could mention that there, I, I think people know that there is a bit of a twist in it. It's not what I was expecting though. But I, I will just... say to Matt, you and Danielle and Mark and anybody else that hasn't seen it. Shame on you. It's 20 years old. <laughs> Well, you just saw it a couple of years ago yourself. No, 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 no. Really? I saw the remake a couple of years ago oh. myself. I've seen the original uh, eight to ten years ago. Oh. Well, shame on you for watching it twelve years late. Yes, and I and I think this was my fourth viewing of it, of the mm. original. Oh. And I've seen the remake uh, three times. Oh. Yeah, I. It just was never really on my on my radar before um yeah. but this is uh directed by park chan wook who also directed well what was the uh dis well the thirst uh that we or thirst that we saw the vampire movie that we saw uh which was earlier wonderful. this year right and lady vengeance which we also saw earlier this year also wonderful uh, yeah. wonderful as well uh, also, The Handmaiden, which I haven't seen yet, but I, I've always heard is good. He had a movie that came out last year called Decision to Leave that got great reviews. I want to see that, too. And then Stoker. I don't know. Stoker almost made it in this one. Um, and I love Stoker. I thought Stoker is a great movie. So he's he's just, he, you know, he's a, a master of, of South Korean horror and just South Korean film in, in general, he also wrote or did a movie called Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which is supposed to be really good as well. If we ever do just a vengeance, a revenge, just straight revenge uh, theme, which I've thought about because I'd, I'd love an, another reason to watch uh, Mandy again. But um, so this is a um, with no uh, 15 years of imprisonment, five days of vengeance. With no clue how he came to be in prison, drugged and tortured for 15 years, a desperate businessman seeks revenge on his captors. So this, I, this you know, is starring Choi Min-sik, uh, Yu Jai-tae, if I'm pronouncing these correctly. People that, you know, we don't know very well here, but I thought that the acting in this is fantastic. 
I really, I, I thought that this was, I, I was expecting, I think one of the reasons I just never watched it was that I'm not that into Kung Fu movies and, and Asian fight movies and that kind of thing that I think that's more Joe's thing and maybe Mark, but, and so I just always thought that's what this was, but this was a very nuanced, uh, deeply felt movie. And I, and it does include, I think a, a reveal that I, I wasn't expecting. I knew that there was a reveal, but I was expecting it to be something very different. So, and when the reveal comes, it's, I thought pretty, pretty, uh, it was it was shocking, or I mean, not shocking, but I was not expecting it. So, um, Joe, what did you? Well, you can talk. You know, you've you've seen it before. What what are your thoughts? This is the first loved time it. you get the chance to talk about it here, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, love the film. I will say, uh, I mean, I don't know that I even really consider this to be a kung fu movie, although it is present no. quite a bit in it. It's just a lot of fighting. Right. Um, I mean, however, I, all the when you see the previews for it or any clips of it, it's always yes. that one scene where he's fighting down that hallway. And so I just and, thought that's what this was. And it is known for that. And for anybody that has seen uh, the raid redemption or the very first season of the Netflix Daredevil uh, comic book series. Yeah, there's a very iconic shot where it's this long hallway scene and uh, whoever our hero is takes on numerous villains and it's all just one shot, no editing, no other camera angles, no nothing. And this is where it came from. Yeah. And it's such a good, well choreographed, mm-hmm. uh, iconic scene in this movie that uh, it's, that actually was the reason I had seen it like 10, 12 years ago, whenever uh, I did originally. Um, I just, I'd heard the lore of that and I'm like, oh, this sounds great. I got to watch it. And I will agree when I watched the trailer for it, I'm like, oh, I have to watch this because this looks like a lot of great action. You know, it was presented to me in the trailer as an action film. Right. But it is, it is not that by any means. It is a psychological, just pardon me, but just mind fuck. It's Mm -hmm. just what this guy gets put through is horrific. Uh, he is imprisoned in a hotel room for 15 years, which I think is a really odd twist because normally when you think of somebody getting imprisoned for a considerable amount of time, I would think like sticking them in solitary confinement, which this is solitary, but he's got a bed, he gets meals sent to him every day, and he's got a television, which in my opinion is the worst part of this torture because if you were in a room alone with your thoughts, that's pretty bad. But watching life go by on the television year after year after year, you're constantly being reminded that society's going on without you and you're missing it. And I just, I, I think that adds a whole different level of psychological torture to it. Um, I, I've never seen somebody eat a live squid before. That's, uh, that was really disgusting. Um, yeah, I do have a question. I'm going to try to phrase this in a way for those people that have seen this, uh, like you two, uh, maybe you guys can. So there is a, when we get into the reveal, there is a woman who was believed to be pregnant. 
know where I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. Okay. Was she in fact pregnant or was it, uh, I, hang on. I got the term written down. Pseudos, uh, which is a false pregnancy where they think they're pregnant, but they're actually not. Mm. I don't know. Um, I, I, what made you think that after seeing that it was so many times? Well, because, um, I thought they had mentioned that, like, mm. There was some debate in it, like, was she really pregnant or was she not pregnant? Or did she just say she was pregnant or did she really believe that she was Mm. because of the act, but wasn't physically uh, pregnant? I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what you guys had come up with as an answer for that or not. That question never, I didn't realize that that was a possibility that it wasn't, you know. Okay. So I, I, it, it wasn't something that crossed my mind and now I'll that have I, to, I'd have uh, to watch it again now to, to yeah. figure that out. Well, I, I don't know. I'll, I'm sure somebody's asked this question before on the interweb yeah, somewhere. Probably. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I can't get too far into it. I will say this. It's a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, you yeah. must see it. Uh, I, I think both of you guys should probably go watch the remake with um josh brolin and uh that elizabeth olsen Hmm. um a lot of people hate it because it's not the original i'm a little bit more open-minded than that it follows it along it's not a shot for shot remake or anything they do change a little bit of the twist slightly but it's the same gist of it so you're you've already seen the reveal you've seen the Mm -hmm. surprise so it's not going to be shocking or anything for you um i kind of wish one of you guys had watched the remake first Mm. like uh what we put mark through that one time uh but anyway i i recommend both of these films i'm a fan of the storyline we'll just leave it there and i think josh brolin did an excellent job uh take making this uh character his own as well and and again, you get to watch these great fight scenes. Mm. You know, they they sort of redid that whole iconic hallway action scene. So I loved it. Uh, I would gladly, uh, I was going to say own it, but I guess now I do. Yep. So I can watch it whenever I want. That's true. Thanks, huh? Matt. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Danielle, did you get the chance to watch this? Let me preface this uh, by saying that I came into the podcast a little late for yeah. this episode. Yeah, totally. So, this was a last minute thing. So when Matt asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, sure. And then you gave me the list of the movies. And this is the one that you said, well, if you can't watch them all. Yeah. You don't well, have to watch this one. Because <laughs> you now to... I'm sad because it sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, you had, it, she had very little time and she was going to have to buy it. And I didn't know whether it was still on that sale. Like when I bought it, when I, oh. when you guys got it, it was on a sale. Um, so I didn't want to make somebody buy a movie that, that they, you know, I don't know if they're going to like it or not. And so, well, it sounds um, awesome now yeah. that I heard Joe's review. <laughs> yeah, so now I want to watch it. Definitely worth checking out for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. I'm Check definitely going to watch you... it after this now. Yeah. And I'm going to watch the remake too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I might check well, out the remake. Uh, or see, not. And that's, that's where I'm perplexed. I'm like, oh, maybe we could have Danielle watch the remake first. Mm. 
and then the uh no you, you do what you, I, you probably watch it in order yeah but i'm i'm thrilled that you're gonna watch it and i'm very curious to see what you have to say about it yeah yeah i'm excited sure. now too i will yeah. say this take your phone throw it in the next room turn off all the lights lock the doors don't let anybody bother you you really got to pay attention to this film okay i'll yeah. take an edible too <laughs> yeah and that yeah it makes that, it even funner yeah. and yeah. creepier yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, the next movie is. Well, man, uh, what did you think about it? I talked about it at the beginning. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was. Okay. You know, it, I, I wish I had seen it a long time ago. I didn't realize it. I just thought it was an action movie, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that into action movies in general, and and I, at that and for a long time, I really haven't been that into like you know kung fu movies, and that, that's what it. It, the the all the marketing here, at least in the United States, that's all it focuses on, yeah. you know, and that's such a small part of the movie. So yeah, I mean, it's a brutal film, but most of the movie isn't. So, uh, all right, moving along, another foreign film, but this one is, I believe, a Norwegian film, or well, it's a combination of of uh, of norway i think or is it denmark i don't know dutch dutch maybe maybe i don't know one of those <laughs> and and french because there's also it's a parts of it are set in french in france uh and that is 1988 or if you depending on where you look it also came out here i think here in the united states in 1990 and that is the the vanishing directed by george sloiser or I, I'm sure his name is pronounced differently, but uh, who has seen this woman? Rex and Saskia are enjoying a biking holiday in France when stopping at a gas station, Saskia disappears. So that's the whole setup. This couple, uh, they he refers to her as his wife there for a while. And then the rest of the movie, they refer to her as his friend. So I'm not sure what the relationship is. Um, I, that confused me a little bit, but I, that could just be a language thing. I'm not sure. Um, but obviously there, it's a romantic relationship and, and he tells her at one point he loves her. And, and that seemed to me like it was the first time, but then he starts calling her his wife when he's looking for, her. but they stop at a rest stop and they, I think they were traveling to go biking someplace in France. They stop at a rest stop and they have a picnic and they're hanging out. This rest stop, you know, it's like a gas station and, and, and then there's a little rest area next to it. What's Matt, that? Matt, can I stop you for a second? I think yeah. I watched the wrong vanishing movie. Oh, you did? <laughs> did you watch the remake? The uh, vanishing? What year? Is the 1988. One oh man. I watched the one from 2018. 2018, oh, no. and it's like yeah. it's <laughs> these like fishermen. Oh, uh, oh, Gerard Butler. Oh no! Going on, I'm like, how did I miss this movie? And then I looked up. I looked up. The, I just googled the name, and I'm like, wait, is he talking about the wrong movie, or did I watched the wrong movie? <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no, you watched the wrong movie. So did you? Did you watch? The remake, or did you just watch a completely different movie called It's the a completely different, different movie. Movies. Oh, no. Fisherman. 
like fishermen yeah. in Ireland or something, and this boat With comes Gerard up to the Butler's island. In it. Was it a horror movie? Yeah, it was no. a psychological thriller, Joe. Oh, oh. it was yeah. a thriller. Um, it wasn't bad. It says it says drama mystery thriller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no! It's uh, three lighthouse keepers on a remote Flannan Isle find a hidden trunk of gold leading to their mysterious disappearance. Oh no! See, I don't there's know. a mysterious kinda, disappearance in there. I kind of want to hear Danielle's review of this. Yeah, stuff. no kidding. <laughs> oh, that's Sorry, funny, Matt. It's Sorry, two for go two. ahead. Let's see if she watched any of the movies. Yeah. Um, I did. I watched. She's doing that. a really good job of filling in for Mark. Yeah, she is. Yeah. No, <laughs> she's the new super fan. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So they can't pay attention and couple... follow directions. <laughs> <laughs> so the couple winds up at a rest area and they have a picnic. The girl go, says she she's going to go into the the rest area or into the gas station to buy some sodas. And the guy's waiting there and waiting there and waiting there. And she just never comes back. And she can't. And then, you know, there's some spend some time him trying to find her staying that she's he's there into the night with the manager. And like, where is my wife? And they never find her. So then it jumps ahead three years. And he's still looking for her. He's got a new girlfriend, too, by the way. But she has to cut way harder. <laughs> she is um but she's basically reduced to having to help him look for his ex and and uh, you know she kind of is playing second fiddle and and he can't move on he's he's stuck uh still looking for her and obsessed with finding her but part of the reason he's obsessed is the guy and we see things through the killer's eyes it's not a mystery we know exactly who does this and but we don't exactly know how that begin that begins to be revealed as we go on as we also get to have flashbacks of the killer practicing what he's supposed to be doing what he wants to do how is he going to get these women into his car and it's i thought absolutely fascinating film uh i i don't i didn't find it scary the the story behind this is that stanley kubrick called the director and told him it was one of the scariest movies he's ever seen. And I, and I, 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 Stanley Kubrick's idea of scary is a little different from mine. I didn't find it that scary, although I found it, I mean, it's definitely eerie and disturbing and the ending I did find frightening uh, what happens at the end, but, um, but it also seemed inevitable at the same time. Like I knew I just knew what was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I knew that this guy was not, things weren't going to be okay. But over the, over the course of these years, the reason, part of the reason the guy stayed so obsessed is that he kept getting messages from the guy, uh, the husband, he kept getting messages from the guy, from the kidnapper and kept getting uh, challenges to go here here and go to this place and go to that place. And he would go there hoping to meet up with the killer and he would not be there or at least not reveal himself to the, to the husband. And so eventually though, they do meet up and I won't, you know, spoil it because this is definitely one that I'm sure a lot of people have not seen, but I thought, I mean, there are not a lot of surprises in this at all, but 
it, it's it, the guy, the, the husband just finally, he just wants to know what happened. He doesn't want to exact revenge. He doesn't want to call the police. He just wants to know what happened. And, and the way that the killer decides to reveal what happened, I thought was, I thought that was pretty chilling. And, and the ending I thought was pretty chilling. So I, I really loved this. I thought it was a, a, a great movie. So uh, Danielle, what did you think of this? She didn't watch it, man. Well, this is the one that I didn't see. <laughs> oh, duh. So these two uh, fishermen, I really yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, duh, that's I right. don't remember them being at a gas station, though. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fishermen <laughs> right bathroom. next to the lighthouse. Yeah. 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 That's and I funny. literally was thinking to my head, this reminds me so much of the lighthouse movie. <laughs> And uh, I know you like that, Matt. I'm like, well, that's yeah. why I picked this because it's just like yeah. the <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, yep. So she didn't watch the movie. She didn't watch the remake. She watched something completely different. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joe. It was still you... on theme. It was still on theme. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe, I did, did follow think? the directions and do the homework and watch this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like this movie. I just want to get that out of the way. But uh, Rex is such a terrible person. Nobody likes Rex. He's fighting with his girlfriend or wife or whoever she is from the mm-hmm. minute they're, he's introduced. He's kind of just a big jerk. And I, mm-hmm. and because of that, I could kind of care. I don't have an emotional attachment to this guy. I mean, I feel more emotionally attached to his wife. But I and the, he's but just you a, want to kind know of a jerk. What happened to yeah. her for her sake, not necessarily for her sake and I, for mine. But, I'd like, but for him, I did like. I like that he's not a likable character, though. I thought that was refreshing. I, I like that has, he was kind of of a jerk. His arc, his story arc, is his character arc is non-existent. He was a jerk, and he's still a jerk. Yeah. Um. I. It's just he's now he's a jerk that I feel bad for that he lost the one you know nice thing in this film. Right. Um, I I couldn't understand when they're they were driving along originally at the beginning of the movie and the car ran out of gas and they were trapped in that tunnel and they were worried about getting hit. Why not just put it in neutral and push it out of the way? Yeah. Well, I think they were a ways in, but I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's certainly better than leaving her, you know, with the car. Yeah. To get hit. Yeah. With no lights on her. Yeah. It didn't make sense. Also, when they got to the uh well and he didn't station. stop to get gas like she said you know right you yeah, should stop again, and get gas and he Rex was like ah, forget about yeah. it yeah yeah um there was a scene where they're at the gas station and he's parked over to the side and he starts like digging through the car like you know is she here or something and a bag falls out of the back of the car onto the ground and spills out like 15 ping pong balls who's packing 15 ping pong balls to go away for the weekend that was i thought awesome. that was an odd choice yeah that was awesome um yeah one of my notes here oh uh it was an odd thing with the the killer i i, I do think it's neat that how they introduce the killer right off and they're like mm-hmm. I, I guess i should say kidnapper they introduce him and not only are they introducing him but they're showing you his family mm-hmm. his wife and his kids and how they interact with him and at one point his daughter accuses the kidnapper of having a mistress and she said well 
once you reach a certain age, it's allowed. And I yeah. just thought that you're, was you're old really, enough. You're allowed. I did. Yeah. I'm like, so I, what is, yeah. is it? 52? Is it 50? Cause I'm going to well, be 51 French. in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We, oui, we, oui. yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and then that was another note that I had was Rex's new girlfriend is way hotter than his old <laughs> girlfriend. And if he can't let go of the past, I don't know how he snagged this one because uh, yeah, he's gonna lose her. <laughs> yeah, he did. He um, doesn't seem like the type of guy who would be drawing these awesome women because his yeah. his girlfriend, his first girlfriend, is super cool too. Like she's pretty and yeah. she's she's super like she has a great personality and he's such a stick in the mud. And then he's even a more now he's got all this the, yeah because yeah. he's got all this baggage right. And his new girlfriend. I mean, she, she seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. She's like business minded, you know, she's always dressed well and, yeah. and, and she's, she's supporting him. Like she's helping him run what do you all do these this campaigns. Weekend, dear? Oh, I know. Why don't you help me find my ex-girlfriend or ex-wife from right. three years ago again? And he's borrowing, <laughs> he's going into debt to, to find his ex, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's, it was, it's interesting. Very interesting. Um, and I, I did think the one thing I was really disappointed about was when Rex finally confronts the kidnapper, mm-hmm. he kind of slap fights him. And I'm like, really? The guy right, yeah. that took your wife yeah. three years ago and you think may have killed yeah. her and you've got three years of pent up frustration and rage and you're slapping and that's the him. Best. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That, that I will scene s- I, I, I thought was a bit like, I don't, yeah. it felt, it didn't feel to me like he was just, he couldn't fight. It felt like they were stage fighting on camera, which right. it just doesn't work. It was more like the fight scene, uh, on the, the stage at the end of blazing saddles. Yeah. And they're doing the musical right. number. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I do say that I totally disagree with Stanley Kubrick, but that's not the first time. Uh, I happen to like the remake, not the one Danielle watched. I haven't seen that yet, but there was a remake in 1993 with Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland, Nancy Travis, and Sandra Bullock. It's the same movie. And that's the one that I saw first. I've only seen this original one, you know, in the past week, but I've seen this other one, this remake like years and years and years ago. I think I've seen it two or three times. I always loved it. And now is that it I've called seen the, the original, same thing? it's also called the vanishing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just a different year. Uh, I personally happen to like the remake with Jeff Bridges much better. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a wonderful job making this character, uh, taking over this persona of this kidnapper. Got some like weird accent, something going on with his lip. I don't know. It's fascinating. But I just, you know, him and Kiefer Sutherland going at it, I, it was tremendous. And what was weird is when I went to go rent this on Amazon Prime, when I was looking it up, uh, I went to go rent it. But the the screen card, like the image in the background that said 1988, it has a picture of Nancy Travis dressed as a waitress on it. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's the 1988 movie, but you're showing me a picture from the 1993 remake. So somebody at Amazon dropped the ball. Hmm. But yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I still like it. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, uh, oh, God, the remake has horrible reviews. God, I don't see how. I really like that one. Huh. 
Maybe we should do uh, one of those uh, who did all right. it better. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, uh, let's see. For both of these, we all could right. do the old next... boy and the vanishing. That's true. Yeah, 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 we could. All right, jumping up to 2016, uh, we're going to be watching another foreign film. This is three for three on foreign films, uh, and this is under actually. No, I think this is the last foreign film of the bunch, but this one's called, it's 2016, Under the Shadow. After Shade's building is hit by a missile during the Iran-Iraq war, a superstitious neighbor suggests that the missile was cursed and might be carrying malevolent Middle Eastern spirits. I, I believe they call them Dijin, maybe, something like that. I think somebody refers to him as that. Um she becomes convinced a supernatural force within the building is attempting to possess her daughter, Dorsa, and she has no choice but to confront these forces if she is to save her daughter and herself. Uh, this is a, uh, uh, I don't know, I didn't really see where it was made, but it's it definitely set in uh, Iran during the Iran-Iraq War of the early 80s. And... It's it's fascinating to me the different culture and and some of that comes into play like when she's running down the street with her daughter because they got scared at night uh there and and she she took her daughter and ran out of the apartment and ran down the street but she had forgot to put her headscarf on and the Iranian um religious police pull her over and arrest her for not having her headscarf on. I thought that of all the stuff she has to worry about, including their whole city of Tehran being bombed uh, or whatever city they're in uh, being bombed constantly and their building being rocked. And, and then all the, the haunt, this haunting that's happening in the building. Uh, she also has to worry about like putting on the proper headscarf while she's terrified running down the the street. Um, but it's, it, it, I thought that this was, uh, very well done. I, I thought the main girl, I think her name, or the name, na- main actress, uh, Nargis, uh, what's her name? Nargis Rashidi thought she was really good in it. Um, the daughter I thought was, was, was good. I thought, uh, it, it was an interesting story. The, fa- the father, the husband, he gets sent off to war. He's a doctor and he gets sent off. Uh, he gets called up for the war to work in a hospital on the front line. And he tells his wife to leave, go and stay with his with his parents that live outside the city. But she doesn't want to leave their home. She thinks she should stay. She doesn't believe that there's going to be any you know problem where they live, that all the main bombing yeah, they don't live in Tehran. They live someplace else. And she thought all the main bombing was going to be in Tehran. But come to find out, Tehran's been bombed and bombed and bombed. So now they're moving on to the next city to start bombing it. By the time and she never does leave, you know, she could have left at any time and didn't, which is a little frustrating. But uh, but I thought it was an interesting I thought the the haunting whatever this creature is that's in the house haunting them reveals itself in different ways. And I thought it was pretty creepy. And there was a very effective scene where the mom is going up the stairs and turns around and sees just this, this uh, like figure in, in, I can't remember what the it's, it's a, the whole full, um, 
what's the what's the thing in Muslim countries the women have to wear that covers everything? I can't remember what it's called now, but at any rate, it's it's just one of those, and it goes flying into the house like a like a crazed supercharged ghost. Um, I thought there was some pretty effective stuff. I don't think it was perfect. I gave it three and a half cuts, but I, I thought it was a really interesting film. I love seeing horror movies from different cultures. And and you don't see a lot of horror movies set in Muslim cultures, and so it was. I thought it was interesting, and of course, a piece of history that uh, the Iran Iraq War, very different setting than what we're the one I'm used to seeing films set in. Um, I I think the um, you know cinematography was great. I liked the ending. I, I I liked. There's this idea that if you leave, if you if these creatures whatever they are these haunting creatures if if they have a piece of something of yours then then they can find you wherever you are and so i thought that was a a pretty 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 creepy film so uh danielle did what did you think of this one under the shadow so what year is this from 2016. 2016. I'm I did watch this one. I did. This <laughs> ah, is the, I did watch it. I did watch it. Um, no, I really liked this um, movie a lot. Like, like what you said, Matt, I like to see horror films. Like what is horror in different cultures, yeah. you know? And, um, and I, I was surprised actually how good it was. Like at first I was like, I don't know about this, you know? Um, but I really liked it. The cinematography I really loved. I love how they cut in some things where she was like laying on the bed and then like she, she leaned up and then it like went to like it flipped to the next scene or it flipped oh, yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I loved that. Um, yeah. Very I well was shot. also – yeah, I was I love the colors and I love the sets and it felt very like it was in that time frame, you know. So right. it, or it that seemed decade. Authentic, authentic 80s. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um I I still was confused as to why she didn't leave too. Like yeah. she just seemed like she just didn't like her husband or something. I don't know. She didn't want to go to her mother-in-law's house. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um yeah, um I I liked the um the ghost or the what did they call Dijin thing? Dijin. Yeah, I think that's what ghost. they referred to it as, yeah. But the the thing that kind of like threw me off a little bit and maybe it's just because I'm a clothing designer and this kind of bothered me <laughs> was that the the entity or the ghost, the fabric was printed with like a weird print mm. on it. And it just looked like a sheet <laughs> mm-hmm. to me. Like, I think it would have been better if it was a solid color and it would have been mm. more ethereal looking like maybe something that was like opaque, kind of a little yeah. bit see-through. Um, yeah. It just threw me off. I just felt like, why is there someone running around with a sheet on <laughs> You know, it had like this kind of like black print on it that looked like leaves or something like that, you know, and I was like like camouflage. Yeah, it was. I don't know. But again, it could just be because I'm a clothing designer and I look at things like that. Um, And I just kept thinking, oh, that's a pretty fabric. (laughs) Why is (laughs) that ghost wearing such a pretty fabric? You know, Um, and then the other thing that I thought was interesting is um, they kept taping up the windows, you know, and I was like, they only put like two pieces of tape on there. (laughs) Like, that's going to keep the window 
from coming in? Like, is that, I didn't know if that's a real thing or not. Yeah, I well, mean, it doesn't, I think it keeps it from shattering. That's all. Yeah. But that, that is a common thing. The big X of tape on, on, on windows. But that'll hold out. it? Really? It won't hold it. It'll keep it from shattering all over the room. You know what I mean? Like when the, it'll keep the vibrations from it, the glass just shattering everywhere. It'll at least stay together. Yeah. 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 Huh. Interesting. Yeah. No, I liked it. I thought it was really, really good. Hmm. Uh, Joe. I really enjoyed the last 10 minutes of this film. I can't say that I felt the same way about the first 70 minutes. Hmm. The, the main character, uh, should, is that her name? Is that how you say it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Should Shade. Um, I realize she's under an awful lot of stress being a mother, being a wife, war going all around you also being haunted, but she's not a very likable character in most instances. I know it starts off. She's getting some really terrible news how she can't carry on being a doctor or pursuing medicine. Um, but like that night when her husband sort of accuses her of possibly sleepwalking, she just turns into the biggest bitch. And that's my note is like, wow, whatever you do, don't ever accuse her of being a sleepwalker. Well, that's <laughs> what I was saying. Scene... Like, I think she just didn't like her husband, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think she likes her the... daughter either because there's, there's that scene where her daughter yeah. wets the bed and she's another total bitch about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think the subtext is, though, that she's of unhappy because she can't do mm-hmm. what she wants to do. Her husband gets yeah. to be a doctor. Her husband gets to do all these great things. Her daughter and she gets probably to is smarter than her husband. <laughs> and and she doesn't get to because of this new regime in Iran that won't let women do this, you know. Oh mm-hmm. not, no, they don't it's not that they don't let women do it. She can't because she was political uh right. in college. And so they won't let her go to college. Um yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I think I think that is a result of her being unhappy in life because she's being forced to be a housewife, you know, when she wants to have a career. Yeah. I, I would have thought that just doing the jazzercise every day would have been enough to bring some joy into it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Which I was thrilled about. Yeah. I was also (laughs) thrilled to see, uh, the, uh, Oh, don't go by Yaz Mm -hmm. in the film. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. They got great taste. Yeah. They had some good music there, I guess. Yeah. Um, I really liked, there's a scene where, uh, and again, this is towards the end, probably in that last 10 minutes that I really liked where Dorsa, the daughter's like under the bed and, um, Shanae uh. is going to like grab her and she gets possessed and like her whole head becomes just like a mouth, just like teeth yeah. mm-hmm. over her entire face. So I'm like, oh my God. That's such a great graphic. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that was so really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it, I just, I still don't know that this is something I would ever have a real, like a desire to watch again. Um, I I don't think the last 10 minutes was good enough for me to give this one a second watch. Hmm. I I liked way more than the last 10 minutes of it. I I liked it throughout. So I I would probably watch it again, but I I don't base my appreciation of films that much on how much I'm going to rewatch them. But because there's some great movies, I really don't want to care to see that much. And, I, but I think they're fantastic movies. Um, but uh, is that it? Yeah, okay. that's all I got. All right. Well, then let's move on to 2020. 
And this was, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I loved it. It's very much um, in my wheelhouse of weirdness. And that is the bloodhound. I uh, directed by Patrick Picard and I've never uh, seen any movie that he's done. I don't think he's done that many uh, to be honest, but, uh, but this was an interesting, interesting film. Very bizarre. Starring Liam Aiken, Joe Adler, who I don't really remember seeing before, but he was in The Maze Runner, and he was in, I think, the Re- Twin Peaks, The Return. Uh, but I, I, I don't remember ever seeing him before. But I, he has almost a, um, almost like a John Malkovich vibe to him, or or. Who's the guy from Boogie Nights with the red hair that died just recently? I, now I can't remember his name, but um, oh, oh god, how can I not remember his name? But but he just died in, like a year ago or so. Let me here. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but he had this quality that just—he was such a strange, strange guy. But oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He had a Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman yes, vibe to yes, him, definitely. And, uh, uh, but it's it, I guess, and I and I didn't really see the huge connection between this, but it, it has a lot to do with. It's basically a take on the fall of the House of Usher, and by Edgar Allan Poe. And I, from what I've read, there's a lot of references to Poe in this. I didn't really catch them, but I uh, th- I guess the cask of Amontillado or Amontillado is in there, and and some of, and a few others, you know, in some way, but. There was a the very creepy character that is just that they that he describes as he has a mask on, but the the main character describes him as having he knows that under that mask the guy has the face of a dog and the face of a pig, and he just crawls on his belly around the neighborhood and in through this guy's house, and it's so bizarre. I don't know who he is or what he is. I don't care to know. I just know that there's the, I'm sure he symbolizes something. I don't know what, but it's such a creepy image. Uh, and then there was a point at night where the guy, where the guy who's come to visit him is sleeping. And uh, the main characters, the, the guy who owns the house, his sister comes crawling into the house and it's so bizarre the way it's shot. It makes her look almost ginormous just the way it's shot. I, I think it was just the angle, but uh, I thought this was fascinating. There were a lot of shots and transitions that reminded me a hell of a lot of, of Kubrick. Of course um, there's a lot of slow uh, push-ins with the camera and then very slow transitions from one scene to the next where they kind of overlap very Kubrickian, the, the, but it looks great. It's very strange, creepy atmosphere, more than anything actually happening. And I loved the ending, which I won't reveal. And I don't think we should reveal, but I loved the ending. The note that is left at the end, I thought was just perfect and kind of made, made everything else sort of make sense. Um, so uh, Joe, what did you think? It's funny you say that because my last note was actually what was written on the note. So I guess I won't read that. Um, did. Edgar Allan Poe write a lot about two guys wrestling in sleeping bags. No, I must have no. missed that in the Fall <laughs> yeah. House of the Usher. No. That was, that was, awesome. was so that was funny. I loved it. That yeah. was the best. Um, 
I I loved this film. Uh, by the way, in case we forgot, uh, this was on Amazon Prime, right? Uh, the Bloodhound, and it's there's such bizarre characters, and yeah, they're almost like without emotion. Yeah, especially the guest. Um, I think it's really uh, JP reminds me. Uh, he looks like Thomas Dolby. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I, I thought it was really weird when he asks a guest to take off their shoes when they come into the house. And he has this giant library of shoes. But before he goes and takes mm-hmm. his guest shoes to put it away, he has to smell them deeply. Yeah. And I'm wondering, does yeah. he do that with everyone's shoes? That's just so yeah. bizarre. Well, and then it makes um, you wonder, where are all the people who's shoes are in yeah. his closet where are these all they his all or what yeah. happened to those people yeah mm-hmm. um that was really bizarre too that like i'm i'm starting to get really uneasy when he says to jp we've got all of your stuff and we've moved it into our storage my thought was how did they mm-hmm. even jp never told him where all of his personal belongings were stored i mean he said like somewhere in burbank right. Um, oh yeah, yeah that's I, right. Yeah, <laughs> and Matt's yeah. house How in did Burbank. You find that? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, um, there's some dream. There's some dream logic to a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, you know. Um, I I'm totally on JP's side. When I saw that, uh, was it Pizza Fund? I totally would have snatched every bit of that and found my shoes in the shoe library and just walked right yeah. out the door. Um, yeah. I still can't figure out why JP wasn't wearing pants at the end of this film. It's just bizarre. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a long watch, which I greatly appreciated. Um, yeah. I, I think if it was much longer, I started, I probably would have questioned a little bit more, but I was just enjoying the ride of the awkwardness and uneasiness that I was experiencing. Uh, just, it's so weird that his, sister like never comes out of the room and right yeah it's just you're uncomfortable from the very beginning and all the way through the end so yeah great pick i like this one thank you um yeah this is one that i mean i'd never even heard of it before it just kept popping up on all these lists when i was searching psychological horror it just kept popping up and then you know i I kept seeing people saying this is so weird but i love it and i'm like well if it's weird and lovable i i gotta have it um and 77 minutes come on uh danielle what did you think i liked it um i have to admit that i well i'm working on this is totally unrelated i'm working well kind of related but i'm working on uh, my collections for next year and so I was watching this movie to the right while I was working on stuff on the left. And I feel like I did miss like a lot mm. of cool stuff because you do have to pay attention to this mm-hmm. movie. I think, oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of like, it's, it is slow, you know, mm-hmm. and then like something great will happen and then you can easily miss it like super fast, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I mean, that being said, what I did see, I did like it. I thought it was very interesting and weird and like um, kind of Wes Anderson vibes a little bit. Um, yeah. 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 If he made a horror movie, sure. it would be like this. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, God, but Owen in the Wilson. ending, I thought was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Owen yeah. Wilson played yeah. the main character, that would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jason wow. Schwartzman. Yeah. But Jason Schwartz is <laughs> JP. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. no Hollywood shoes because he never wears shoes. 
Oh, yeah. that's, and, uh, that's good. And Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow is as the sister. sister. Oh, God. oh, my God. Yes, yeah. totally. With her vagina candle. Oh, oh yeah. wait. That's, yeah. Just a- yeah. <laughs> that's just her. Yeah. That's just her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I really like – I'm going to go back and watch this one again because I know I missed some things that were really interesting and, and good. So definitely I liked it. I, I really did like it. So this is a good one. I really want to see the Wes Anderson version. Yeah, of no, that would be <laughs> awesome. It it felt wow. like it for sure, you know. Yeah. I'd love to see a sequel of this. Was just the guy crawling around on his belly. I'd, I'd yes. love to just see what is this guy doing. I want to see more of him. Um, yeah, I I want to see like competitive uh, sleeping bag wrestling. Oh that's, yeah, that should be a sport. A whole that was world. one scene yeah. I looked up and I'm like, what the hell is going on yeah. right now? I just see them wrestling and I'm like, oh my god, it's something I would have done as a kid for sure. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen that one, it is again called The Bloodhound, and it is on. I think it's just free on app on uh, Amazon Prime. I think it's part of your yep. Prime account if you have one. So why did they call it The Bloodhound? Do you think that I don't know? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Other than have to ask Wes Anderson. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, now we go our final movie of this pick is from 2011 and this is the only one that I had seen before but it's one of my favorite movies of the last several years and and I I just I think this is an incredible film starring Michael Shannon, Jessica uh Chastain, uh wait, sh- let's see. I think what's his name? Uh Did you give the, the guy, title? There's a uh, Yeah, it's called Take Shelter. Um Katie Mixon, she was in, I don't know if you've ever saw what's uh East Eastbound and Down. I think it um she she's in that. I'm just trying to find the guy. Oh yeah, Shay Winnett Wiggum. Shay Wiggum, he he's been in tons and tons of stuff. He's he he always plays an interesting character. And he plays the uh this guy's uh buddy, right? I don't or is it his brother? I don't remember now, but it, it's fantastic. Uh, plagued by a series of apocalyptic visions, a young husband and father questions whether to shelter his family from a coming storm, storm or from himself. And he, it, it, Michael Shannon, basically plays this guy who who works uh, construction of, of some kind. They do, I think, they're drilling uh, somewhere in, and it seems like maybe in the Midwest or the South. It's never really said i i have a feeling it's in the south because they thought they it was to, ohio was it in ohio yeah i don't i think so yeah but um it's directed by jeff nichols jeff nichols has done a few things the midnight special mud uh nothing that i'd really seen before and the, and he hasn't done much since so i would love to see this guy do some more stuff jessica chastain's fantastic in it but basically michael shannon plays this guy he starts having these dreams and visions that this horrible apocalyptic storm is coming and it's going to be like he sees the multiple uh uh multiple like twisters tornadoes uh, some kind of oil rain it seemed like to me not acid rain but some kind of it's like raining oil and 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 he sees these weird flocks of birds and and just he has this feeling this undescribable feeling that basically like the end of the world is coming 
and or at least a storm that is so apocalyptic it's 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 he needs to uh build a shelter so they have a storm shelter but he decides to make it way bigger and he's he began he kind of you know you start to wonder what's going on in the guy's in the guy's mind and whether or not all of this is just a psychotic break if it's just anxiety what is going on with this guy and in the end I think the the ending, and I and again, I I, I hesitate to. I, I really don't want to say too much about the ending because I think it's a little. I I think you could look at it as a very straightforward ending, or you could look at it as a very symbolic ending. But I don't know if we should reveal the ending or not. <laughs> but I no, love don't, the ending. Don't. I love yeah. the ending. It gives me goosebumps yeah, every single spoil time. Old boy. Yeah, no, we that's true. Spoil. I, I will movie. say that the ending, though, is I, I don't want to say it makes the whole movie, but it really is a powerful ending. And it, and I get goosebumps every time I see the ending. I, I've I've pulled up the ending just on YouTube. I just think it's it's a terrific ending. I think I think the performance by by Michael Shannon is unbelievable. I think he's just he's subtle and yet. Uh, powerful. It, it, it's great. And I think Jessica Chastain, I love the choice that they made that the wife doesn't, doesn't, you know what I mean? We could have seen the whole side of the wife, like getting upset with him or, you know, but she's so supportive. Like she's they there. You can tell that even through all of this, there's real love between these two and she is there for him. And even though he's losing, he's kind of going off the deep end. I, I just think it's a fantastic film. Um, so, uh, Danielle, what did you think of this? Oh, I really like this one. I literally just watched it right before the podcast. Um, yeah, I loved this one. I thought it was really good and I'd never even heard of this one either. And I, I was really shocked at how good it was, you know? Um, I loved, um, well, I think it's funny that you said, um, when you're reading the description, it said a young husband, he didn't look that young to me. The wife looked younger, but he looked like he was kind of he he looked like he'd been working for a while and like he had a hard life, you mm-hmm. know. So I well, Michael Shannon, I don't know why they said young. Well, Michael Shannon <laughs> in the was young when this came out. He just always he's looked like an old man since he was like in his early twenties. He, oh, okay. He just has that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I really liked it. I liked um, the ending. Um, I I don't know why they had to make the daughter deaf, though, you know, but I like how it played in towards the end of the movie, though, you know, I I think it's a a more it's just it made her a little more fragile. And one more thing on his into his anxiety and and the feeling of needing to to protect her because she is a little more vulnerable. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting. It's interesting than just having a a typical child i think you know yeah yeah and i have to give it to the wife like if that were me i think i'd be like dude we're committing mm-hmm. you right now mm-hmm. and i sure as heck wouldn't have gotten into that um bunker with him and then yeah. le- she was so nice she's like you need to open the door now right yeah. and he was like no and she's like yes <laughs> i would have been losing yeah. my shit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it was, yeah. It was so interesting. It was, and that was such a tense, like underplayed, yes. tense underplayed scene. It was yeah, it fantastic. was. It yeah. was. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, Joe. 
I wanted to, well, uh, first off, I did look it up. It is, it does take place in all of the, um, filming was done in Ohio. Yeah. I knew mm. I had read that somewhere. Um, I, there's a, in my opinion, there's a very good reason why the daughter was deaf. And I guess in the commentary, Michael Shannon and the director point out that this was supposed to be extremely important that this daughter was not born deaf. This is something that just happened to them recently. And I think the reason that's important is because your daughter just goes through a life changing event. This young, fragile little child now can no longer hear that needs to be the central focus of every waking minute of your life making sure that she's taken care of, she's well-adjusted, she's protected, and then doing whatever you can to try to fix that new issue. That, When that is established, that makes his distraction of expanding the storm shelter that much more worse. How could you pay any attention to this psychotic idea you have about the storm shelter while your beautiful little daughter there can't hear your voice. Yeah. So I, I think that's was important that they established uh, that, uh, that the daughter was deaf throughout this. I, yeah. I think that just made this pursuit of his that much more unnecessary in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really love this movie. It's extremely well acted. It's, the pacing is slow, but I understand why, and it's easy to forgive. I when that first, I hope this isn't spoiling something. Uh, all I will say is there is a storm, and then they're in the shelter, and he opens up the doors. I was really hoping to see hellfire and brimstone, <laughs> not not sunny skies. I just I wanted him to be like so right. And then just like turn around down the stairs and say, see, I told you so. It's the apocalypse. See those four guys on the horses? Uh, That's what I wanted to have happen. Um, and I, what inevitably happened to his daughter or what she didn't get really bums me out. But that just shows how important that, uh, the little girl character was at least to me in this film. I, I felt mm-hmm. ugh, so bad for her. Uh, one other yeah. little trivial bit to note when they had that scene in the, uh, was it like a VFW or something where the, like a town hall and they were all serving food and sitting around eating and the fight breaks out. I guess all the people that were in the hall were just extras, uh, local townsfolk. Ah. And they were, they were told they were just going to be filmed. They were not told at all that there was a fight scene that was going to break out and that he was going to pretty oh, wow. much preach at everybody. In there. So everyone's reaction is a hundred percent authentic, which I thought was fantastic. So yeah, great. Movie. Wow. I do enjoy that one. Yeah. 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 It's uh, this one's I, I've seen it several times and I own it, uh, which I didn't remember that I owned it until I looked on my movies that i have that i own on amazon and and i saw it there so all right well those are my picks uh hopefully everybody enjoyed those and if you uh would like to there are a lot of theories about what the ending of take shelter what was really happening there and and some some people i i kind of take it 
straightforward myself, but there are a lot of theories out there if you want to look them up if you after you watch it. Um, it's kind of, I think it's kind of interesting some of the the theories people have um, about it. But I, I thought it was fantastic. I love the the last couple lines. You know, are are I I thought they play on many different levels, so I can see a, a lot of different ways people could in, interpret it. So, uh, all right. Well, that brings us to Joe's pick, which is our next pick, and um, which will Joe's our next pick, which will be two weeks from now, and then I believe. I, I think last time I made a mistake. I think I said that Joe has the next pick and then we have room for Mark's pick after that, but we don't like Joe, your pick will be recording on the 19th. And then our, our next episode will be January 2nd, which will be our top 10 of 2023. So which will come out on the fifth, which will come out on January 5th. Yeah. 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 As it should be. Yeah. You know, I should finish up the year. Finish off the year, Joe. T- take it away. F- you know finish what? us I'm off. Not, I, I'm not going <laughs> to disappoint anybody. I, <laughs> I, I, had, I had a thought for a theme that I figured nobody else would be doing this time of year, but I'm, I'm not even going to talk <laughs> about it. I'm going to save it. I pulled an audible. I've changed my mind. I know I just disappointed Mark, but... Mm-hmm. I am going to do something thematic and I'm doing a franchise as well. We are going to watch all of the silent night, deadly night movies. So nice. silent night, deadly what? night from 1984. <laughs> We're going to have to rent that one. Um, silent. And, and this is the one I'm looking the most forward to because I've never seen part two, but I've seen the clip called garbage day a million times and i still laugh at it (laughs) so i want to understand the context behind it so next we're going to watch silent night deadly night 2 which is on shutter from 1987 then we're going to watch silent night deadly night 3 colon better watch out which is on plex Mm. then we're going to watch silent night deadly night 4 colon initiation uh, from 1990, which is also on Plex. And lastly, Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The Toymaker. Oh, my God. Which is from 1992 and is also on Plex. So there you go. Beautiful. Happy holidays. What? Every Silent Night, Deadly they, Night that they've they made. They packed a lot of Silent Night, Deadly Night sequels into just... Because I think the first one came out in 86? 84. 84. Oh, oh. It was yeah. earlier than I so thought. in five movies in eight years. Oh, 84 to 92. Yeah, I they... had no idea there were so many of these. I knew there were two. Who, yeah, I knew there knew? were a few, but I didn't know how many. I didn't realize Garbage there were five. Day. Oh, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to that. I've never seen, I've only seen the first one. I've seen that a few times, uh, but I, I've never seen the first seen the... one stars, you know, Quad City's very own Linnea Quigley. Right. So yeah, she, she gets impaled on on some uh, antlers. Um, yeah, which I think we brutal talked about it a little bit. The first the first yeah, but was it? It was before we were doing actual picks like this. You know, I think we just before talked we about, knew what we were doing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, um, it was more like, hey Matt, did you ever see Silent Night Deadly Night? No. Remember that you watch scene that? with Linnea Quigley? Well, I think yeah, back then we cool. were like, let's let's watch let's watch Christmas horror movies. Okay, 
And then okay. you would watch yeah. horror movies that were set at Christmas and I did. And then we just talked about it. We didn't actually watch yeah. the same ones all the time. So we probably didn't even give the titles. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, when we're still not doing that very well, I think we, we didn't really repeat the title at the end of our, of our reviews and somebody, well, for the... anyone that missed anything or if we missed anything, I can, I got the list right in front of me. Yeah, go ahead. The vanishing, the vanishing was from 1988 on mm-hmm. Amazon. No, I meant the I new movies that, that we watched, but yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Well, what new movies? Well, like when, at the beginning, remember that they, that one of the people on the Cinescare uh, fan page said, I wish yeah, you guys would Mark. Re- when you guys talk about the new movies you watched, I wish you'd repeat it at the end of your review because sometimes I'm driving and I forget what the right. title is. And I've had that experience too, watching or listening to other podcasts. So I, I think he's right. Uh, you watched the conference, right? On the conference, Netflix. which was on Netflix. And you really liked the... that. Yes. Okay. And deliver and I watched. Oh, that was that was, that was Danielle's. Yeah, that was Danielle's. Yeah. And oh, uh, once a, or it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful knife, knife, which was which on Shutter. Was, that's on Shutter. Uh, and The Exorcist, <laughs> which yeah. was or the Believer, or whatever it was that was yeah, on. Yeah, Peacock. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. And then don't Chad, skip that one, Mark. Yeah, you can skip. Chad gets the axe too. Yeah, yeah. But, and then the picks that we had this time were The Vanishing. Under the Shadow, The Bloodhound, Old Boy, and uh, Take Shelter. So, well, thank you, Danielle, for joining us. And and everybody out there, you should be going to www.theoblongboxshop.com and check out all of the clothing that Danielle has designed. She's got, if you're a horror fan, she's got some great clothes on there based on... Uh, you know, homages to movies like Halloween and Friday the 13th, Crystal Lake lifeguard shirts, uh, Haddonfield garage shirts. What else? Uh, the final, final girl defense, uh, oh, yeah. self-defense cl- class. Yeah. Yeah. Strode babysitting. Strode and Strode babysitting, babysitting yeah. company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Got yeah, all those. A... Yeah. And, and I have, I have they're very incognito. That's what I like about them. They blend in. You're like you can wear them to the to the office, and, right? You know, unless somebody's <laughs> reading it, they're not going to know what you're wearing. They would, they, yeah. Right. They might think it's a real place. Yeah. You know, you never know. Yeah. I should put you a phone number in. on there. Yeah. It's authentic. Put, I should put. You I should put, put Mark's phone number, number on there. there. Not mine. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> put Mark's phone number <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah. Put Mark on there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Check out my website, and I'm very excited. I have two new licenses. That I'm going to be doing next year, but I'm not ready to announce them yet because yeah, I can't. It, wouldn't be, fair. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair to announce them on here before I announce them on my social media. So, yeah. um, soon, soon, very soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, January. I know about one of them, the and it is super cool. Everybody's going to love it. Um, and I've seen some of the mockups of the new designs, and they're going to be, what? They're going to be awesome. So, <laughs> they're going to be yeah. lit. Yep. And no, the leprechaun is not one of them, Joe. Oh, Damn no. it. Maybe, maybe next time. <laughs> Just no in leprechaun. time for St. Patrick's Day? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm All sorry. Right. Well, thank you for joining us, and I, I guess we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Bye.